cold open with Conan O'Brien. Who? Monologue from the Conan O'Brien show in 2007. Here's a weird one. In Britain yesterday, 90-year-old Queen Elizabeth told reporters, quote, I'm still alive. (laughs) Yeah. It was in response to the question, what's the first thing you tell Prince Charles every day? (laughs) I'm still alive. Prince Charles becomes King Charles, the passing of Queen Elizabeth II, last week after a 70-year reign. She was 25 when she inherited the crown. Many conversations coming up this episode. Are you over there patting the queen on the back like she just slid in the home plate? And Donna wheels in a flowchart and felt board, like here at Vacation Bible School, to explain who is where now in relation to scooping the throne. Listen, you may be a little more confused going out of this episode than you were coming in. Who said that? My name is Cadillac Jack. I joined Atlanta Radio when I was a tender 19 years old. Put in a loyal 26 years to the same radio station. Podcasting that became my second act in January 2020. Welcome to Cadillac Jack, my second act. It's a podcast where we talk about things you're already talking about with your family and your friends. We have conversations about current events and pop culture, uh, things in the headlines, music, country music, social media, and often conversations and discussions about parenting Marriage, parenting, personal growth, all of the above. Donna. Uh, my name is Donna. I'm Caddy's wife. Uh-huh. I um, I'm obsessed with um, on on football game days on people's outfits, not just like on TikTok, like the OOTD, the outfit of the day, but like people I know and their kids going to these games. It's like, okay, when do going to football games people get so dressed up? Like they wear skirts and they wear tight tops, and everybody wears white cowboy boots. It's like a fashion show now to go to a football game. When I was at Georgia, way, 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 way back. Why, in, do, you, why do you do this? Like in the Flintstone days. Yeah, but it wasn't. You're, you're not old. I know. I actually had uh, my friend Sarah Hogan told me that I have to stop saying that I'm old on the See, podcast. I, I, I was thinking the same thing listening to an episode because last week. Because she's like, you're the youngest old person I know. But anyway, um, well, okay. Well, when I went to the University of Georgia a while ago, um, we wore... Like all the sorority girls, we would wear like long dolphin, dresses. Dolphin shorts. No, like long dresses, like almost like smocked dresses. I guess that's what was in at the time. You know, the fraternity guys had to wear like white shirts and like blazers and ties and usually khaki pants. I don't know if I've told the story on the podcast before, but if I if I have and you've heard it, then you can fast forward. If I haven't, it's right, worth. Let's not encourage that. It's okay. Here, let's do it again. Here okay, again. listen. All right, we're, we time. are 10, 10 seconds in and I have my program directors come in twice here. Okay, so um, I went to, I can't remember what game it was. It had to be like my junior year. Yeah. So I went to a game and my boyfriend at the time had convinced me along with everybody's boyfriend always wanted like the girls to do this because you couldn't bring anything into the stadium. Now, this was way pre, pre, pre 9-11. So it wasn't like they were like patting us down. We weren't going through metal detectors. We were literally showing- I got patted down one time at Western Carolina. Football game got taken to jail. But go ahead. We would just go through like the student gate and there was like this Barney Five type, you know, security guard that would check you out. But anyways, so I had been convinced at the fraternity house to take in some, um, what's that, Evan? Evan Williams. Yes, some Evan Williams in- three different plastic baggies. Um, and they were like, every, because the girls wore long dresses, so they were like, put them in like your, God forbid, your underwear or something, like under your dress, 
you know, and because they don't, again, this was like not 9-11. This is not like now times. They don't pat, they didn't pat you down. They didn't do anything well. So I go through the gate and the policeman's like, you know, or do you have anything with you or whatever? And I'm like, no. He's like, you don't have like, I said, I have my student ID. And he's like, okay, you don't have like car keys or anything like that. And I'm like, no. And he was like, okay, well, step over here. And they patted me down. And he was a horny, dirty old mule is what he was. And so my Evan Williams, two of my bags broke. And so I was like, oh my God, my water broke. Okay, don't. I swear. And so I got thrown out. You didn't didn't go to jail? No, but they just said, you can't come to the game. Like you're thrown out. And I was so pissed off at my boyfriend at the time because he went on into the game. And he was like, just hang out here and I'll come find you. For four and a half hours. Mm -hmm. I'll come find you. Well, let me tell you something. By the time he found me, I was at Papa Joe's and I had met up with a whole group of people. Uh-huh. And I was like, don't even bother because I'm really having a good time. Did you smell like Evan Williams? Oh, my when God. You, when you I ran mean, into it was the crew. It was pouring down my legs. I'm like, look at this. Look what you've done. My water's broke. And he's like, and this, this security guard was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry, ma'am. You did not tell me you were pregnant. But Evan Williams is dark. It's, it's liquor. A, it's a brown liquor. Yes, it's liquor. But I'm just saying, this is not a good idea, children, if you're listening. I saw a it picture. It probably would not be a good idea for children to listen to the podcast, but anyway. I, I, true. I saw a picture of somebody at uh, wearing a, a Georgia jersey at, at, at Sanford Stadium over the weekend. And the number, the jersey number was 18. I saw it, that. Where it had the play, you know, it has the player's name. It says, please be. I saw that. That was very funny. Please be 18. In 2020, April 2020, Queen Elizabeth II was in her 68th year of reign. She passed last week, year 70. This clip is from her very last official address. Do you think that during her reign, 68 years at this particular point, do you think that she had 30 or less official addresses to the nation? Think, uh, you know, primetime you know, how many times does the president speak you know, to the country in the United States? Quite, you know, I mean, it happens quite a bit. Do you think 30 or less, 20 or less, or 10 or less in a 68-year reign? How many official addresses to the nation did the Queen have? I'm speaking to you at what I know is an increasingly challenging time. I want to thank everyone on the NHS front line, as well as care workers and those carrying out essential roles who selflessly continue their day-to-day duties now, if, if Queen if, if Queen Elizabeth had Donna 30 addresses to the nation in her reign, that would be two a year. That would be acceptable. What do you think, right? I would is, think is, so, Is my yeah. math right there? I yeah. think so, yep. That was her pandemic pitch from April 6, 2020. And it was only her fifth official address, her final one, but her fifth official address to the nation. Five in 68 years at that time. I didn't transfer the graphic you had. I'm sorry. I meant to. Of the new run of uh, run of show. Yes, so for I the Royals, it. I and then who's in charge, and now who files in where? Um, over the weekend, former Prince Charles became King Charles. Charles was very close to his mother, Mummy. You know, and um, I just thought it was very sad. I think so far. I mean, it's only been a short amount of time, but people seem to be okay with what's going on. And he's been a very outspoken royal. Um, 
So people are wondering if it, this is going to continue during his reign. Okay, so after King Charles III, it goes Spin the wheel to, the right. to Megan. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, so it goes to William, Prince of Wales, okay, who is now officially him and Kate are the Prince and Princess of Wales, as opposed to the Duke and Duchess such- of Cornwall. Oh, and yeah, okay. they changed the Instagram, um, their Instagram page literally changed immediately. When, you know, I'm sure they had it ready, but, you know, before the title was done. And after that, it is Prince George. Who is whose son? William and Kate's. Okay. And then it goes to Princess Charlotte, who is Princess Charlotte of Cornwall and Cambridge. And which then, would be, hang on, which would be William and Kate's, Kate's daughter. Daughter. So it goes in succession of birth. Who's the little kid at the bottom at six o'clock? That's Prince Louis. Who's that? That's their youngest. Okay. So. The, these two young boys and this girl, the sons and daughter of Kate and William, um, they they get the throne before Harry. Oh yeah, I didn't know that. Yes, how does that make him feel? As things stand right now, Harry is currently sixth in the line of succession to the throne, and Prince, Prince Andrew sits in ninth position. Both princes retain their places in the line of succession, despite Harry stepping down as an official working royal, and despite Andrew surrendering. Of his public role, even though they didn't want Harry and Meghan did not originally their children were too far down the line to have official titles, but now they do have those official titles because every, everybody's moved up. Everybody's moved up a little rank or whatever. Eighty percent, Donna, of the people living in England, Great Britain now, only know Queen Elizabeth II as their leader. Eighty percent, because she's been there for seventy years, leading the country. They haven't had to change the national anthem because of gender in 70 years. The queen took possession of the throne. She threw it on first time when she was 25 years old. And so for 70 years, it's been God save the queen. Now that King Charles is in charge, it's God save the king. They go back. Who records that? Do you think? Do they have like celebrities come in and record the new version? John or somebody sing King Do have auditions. What do they do? Like America's Britain's got talent. Who's in charge? Simon Cowell. I have heard nothing. I'm sure there's something out there, and you know, if you look hard enough, but it's not the time or the place right now. But I've heard nothing but positive things about the Queen. And one of the things that a lot of the people in the area where she would go and get, like, believe it or not, her and Prince Philip at times would go out and get like, shopping and go shopping and get a scone. And people said that, you know, and I think you forget about this while the country is mourning this amazing leader, there is a family, albeit dysfunctional as shit sometimes, but who are mourning. Um, and then also it was said today that there are people who are mourning their neighbor because they would see her and they would see her out. So in Scotland, particularly. Yes, in Scotland. And you forget about that sometimes when, you know, sometimes when someone passes, you think of it in terms of only how it affects maybe you or I don't know, like if it's your boss, how does it affect the company or whatever? But you forget about all of the people that that person touched on a daily basis. And, and the grieving that goes on, you know, because I, I do believe she was an excellent grandmother to, and very kind to all the grandchildren. That was, if you're listening on Upload Day, yes. uh, Tuesday, September 13th, uh, the Queen's coffin was in Scotland, in the Scottish capital, which is where she lived for the most part, Sunday, I think. And then today, Upload Day, the coffin will arrive in London. Uh, state funeral is scheduled Monday the 19th. Wanda Sykes was hosting the White House press corps correspondence dinner the year that the Obamas had had just returned from meeting the queen for the very first time, I think. 
And First Lady Michelle Obama was taking a little heat here in the States when they got back for getting a little handsy with the queen in the receiving line. Touching the queen. You can't do that. You over there patting the queen on the back like she just slid in the home plate. (laughs) Way to go, queen. And whose idea was it to give the queen an iPod? What an awful gift. What is she going to do? Download Lady Gaga? Did you know what was on the iPad? What are you going to give the the iPod? Bluetooth? No. Uh, 40 Broadway show tunes. I have the audio of the queen after, the day after the Obamas presented her with this gift, singing along to the show tunes. I love that. And her iPod. Here we go. Now available on four compilation CDs, Queen Elizabeth II sings along to her favorite show tunes on her brand new iPod. Is this disrespectful? 39 more to go. Is this disrespectful? Yes, President Obama's gift to the Queen Mom was an instant hit. Listen as she rocks out to her favorite Broadway musicals. Tomorrow, tomorrow, I love you tomorrow. Now you can get the gift that's fit for a queen. There's no business like show business. Nothing says royalty like an iPod full of fun. Order yours today. Very fashionable. You know, she always had those matching, she had the matching hat, the coat, and then her kind of power suit underneath. Question about what she always carried in that purse she had. Well, mints, mints for her breath and some lifesavers yes. for the kids and grandkids. Love that. Are you supposed to be looking as if you're enjoying it? Yes. <laughs> are, you, are you supposed to be looking enjoying ourselves? Are you supposed to be looking as if you're enjoying yourself? The photo that, that went viral, uh, gosh, what year? 20, maybe two years ago at the G8 summit. Remember when all the world leaders are gathered and they take the group photo? And there comes, here comes Liz with, uh, with that line. Are you supposed to be looking as if you're enjoying yourself? Yes. You're supposed to be looking as if you're enjoying yourself. Yeah, her and um, George W. had a good little relationship going. Uh, and, and he he did a really big gaffe. He had several during his presidency. God love him. But uh, uh, this clip is when he he accidentally identified her as being around in 1776 for the bicentennial or or something like that. You helped our nation celebrate its bicentennial yes. in 17 in 1976. And then the next night she says this. Whether I should start this toast saying when I was here in 1776. <laughs> <laughs> Your Majesty, I can't top that one. <laughs> she had a very, very quick sense of humor. Yeah, she did. And she was pretty, she was very like up to date. I think Harry and um, Prince William kept her that way, kept her young, all of her grandkids, Beatrice. I mean, you know, there's a whole host of grandchildren. We talk about Harry and William all the time, but there's a, a whole group of them. But I think they kept her young. Buy a thousand dollars in spend a thousand dollars on furniture for your home at gallery furniture. Pick out a free area rug. Strap that on top of your Kia. Take it home with your uh living room set, your dining set, your your bedroom set. All different kinds of sizes, colors, designs. Um at gallery furniture, absolutely free. It's a gift to you from Donna. I love. Ask for Donna. 
I love area rugs. Nothing can change your room like a good area rug. Um, and this is the place to go get them. There's This is also the place to get amazing furniture. We talked about, um, and I had a couple people that reached out to me that said that they went up to see Donna in Gainesville because we had talked about how um, don't let the image that you have, whatever that is, of gallery, um, keep you from going up and taking a look at the furniture. And listen, maybe it's the fact that you have seen these commercials in the past and you saw her dad on there and then you saw her and they felt kind of, you know, old-fashioned or old-timey. Well, yeah, it is a little old-fashioned, old-timey. You know, they still write their orders in books. Um, They don't have to call a 1-800 number to get approval if they can lower your rate. Um, They don't have to run your credit through 53 machines and make you wait for an hour. They make the decision there. You've heard us say if you have a check, um, if you have a job. Six six months on the job. Six months on the job, you are good to go for credit. So you know that going in. You don't have to be embarrassed. You don't have to worry you don't have to, you know, there's nothing worse than spending a lot of time picking out all the furniture that you want. And then you step over and try to get, you know, proof for credit and you can't get approved. So that's not going to happen to you here. And then the other thing that I've heard people say is like, you know, it's just the building that it didn't, they, they drove by it a million times. They didn't know that it was a furniture store. It doesn't look like a furniture store. And we have said many times on this podcast, there is a reason for that. You are not paying for the doorknobs. You're not paying for the lights. You're not paying for the polos and the 400 people that are running around the store, you know, following you around. This is a family business. And the reason that they're able to offer such amazing prices is because all of that, you know, other stuff, that frivolous stuff that means nothing, they don't spend money on. Here's what they do. They get great furniture. They get a lot of it. And they're able to price it at an amazing price. And you're able to, you know, come up and pick something out and get delivery or take it home that day even though the supply chain nobody wants to hear that word anymore and we're like oh that's over that's over it is still not over in the home furnishings um, area there are people that are waiting on appliances there are people that are waiting on furniture it is still going on um, but it's not going on at gallery because she predicted that this was going to be an issue well, hang on now and was ready for well, it well right she didn't predict the pandemic no um, but she like, pre- like, she like, predicted like, furniture stores were going to have a hard time psychic, getting product it was the jamaican psychic what was her name Miss Cleo. Miss Cleo. It's not like she Miss Cleo, but 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 when she saw it coming, she 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 quadrupled down even more than that on furniture, and, and there were trucks arriving morning, noon, and night in the dark of the night in Gainesville because she wanted to stock up. She did that, and she was able to supply you with and sell you furniture during that's a two year period that continues today. I find it there at the at, at sixteen hundred Brownsburg Road, Gainesville. Strap it on top of your key or schedule a delivery. They got a fleet of gallery furniture delivery trucks. Ask for the Wolfman. Ask for Donna. Gallery furniture in Gainesville. Each episode of the Cadillac Jack My Second Act podcast, we each add a song to the Spotify hype song playlist. An easy search and find on Spotify. Could be a song that we just uh, recently discovered. Could be a song we rediscovered. It's always a song we think that you'd be interested in, in listening to and hearing on a Spotify playlist. Very diverse because it's country. A little bit country, a little bit rock and roll. A little bit rap, a little bit uh, what, Donna? What all we have? We've had uh, we have everything. We've had some yodeling before. Uh, each each season of this podcast, and we're two and a half years in. Each season has its own Spotify hype song playlist. You're a huge Russell Dickerson fan. Yeah, I am. I love I him. You're, you're, so you're that one. Well, there's a bunch of us, believe it or not. There are. You always have to get your digs in on old Russell. Um, but I love this song that he does with Jake Scott. 
Um, it is so good. It's called She Likes It. It's got like a little, it gets a little gritty. You know, she likes John Denver. I mean, it is so good. It's kind of like a little down. I play John Denver through the little bowl speaker and her eyes start dimming those lights. And she knows by the way that I'm kissing on her that we gonna take our time. You know him using the word. She likes it when, she likes it when her. She likes it when. Mm-hmm. What's that mean? When I leave a note. What's that mean? When he does all these things, he leaves notes. He does all. Oh my gosh! He knows what to do. He knows yep. what to do. Russell, do you use the word bows in that line here in the very beginning? When I play John Bows speak. He he didn't have to use that word. I know you. But it's an example. Was an example we talked about this. It's, it's an Paint example. that picture. It does, and it's it, it makes the song it makes that particular line makes it easier for you to recall. And to sing along with. Yeah, and tell, well us, about, tell us about Jake Scott. I, I I don't know him. Oh, okay. What I love about some of these songs lately from these guys' perspective is they're like, uh, they're doing the work. You know, it's not, it used to be like, it was always about like the men. Like, like in the bedroom? Yeah, just, yeah, and in general. Like, you know, it used to be like, the, the perspective was always like from the woman, like I'm going to come home and make dinner and the house is going to be clean for when he gets home from work. And now these songs are about like the guys are taking charge and they're paying attention to what the women like. And they're He's playing John Denver through a boat speaker, Don. It's not like he's listen to the whole, a deck or anything. Listen to the whole song. Life is a highway. Tom Cochran originally was member of Lunatic, not Lunatic Fringe. That was a song they sang. Uh, does that help out? Lunatic Fringe, the group he was in. Oh, I loved Lunatic Fringe. Red, red. Oh, uh, red, uh-huh. red, uh-huh. red. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. I can't. Red Rider, Red Dawn. Red Rider. Okay, I have an answer to my question too. I love the fact that we clean up things in the podcast now. Okay, Jake, J- uh, Jake Scott, who sings the song with Russell Dickerson, is a pop artist. This is where it goes. Who, who, who. Triple ad, triple ad. I'm calling for Red Rider, Lunatic Fringe, Tom Cochran, Life is a Highway, and Rascal Flats. Life is a Highway, all three. Plus, Don, actually, a quadruple ad because you get your uh, Jake Scott and uh, and what's uh, Rusty Dickerson? Russell Dickerson. Rusty Dickerson. Also, I want to stay on music for a minute. Um, we have talked about Charles Kelly entering um, what we think he entered rehab for a while um, for some um, addiction issues. Alcohol. Alcohol, and he we're not just putting that out there. He's been very um, front and center about that. I haven't heard from him. If you've been kind of watching his and um, Cassie, his wife's Instagram, I kind of go to Cassie's every now and then just to see if anything's happening or what's going on. And they were just at the Harry Styles show. Harry did a residency in Madison Square Garden. And um, he said, "Get this was interesting. He said, getting ready for the Harry Styles show, um, this place is bananas. And he said this was the only time he had ever been to a concert and had coffee. Um, because he is obviously not partaking um, of alcohol. And then the other thing that Cassie posted recently said, um, I know it's been a while. Hey, y'all been doing a lot of personal work and healing together as a family over the past few months. This recovery community is a real gift. One of the things my therapist told me recently is you need to have more fun. So here's to joy, leopard print, lightness, and some good old-fashioned fun. With Harry Styles. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Yep, and then she just, today was, um, today was, if you're listening, well, Sunday, if you're listening on Upload Day, Tuesday, Sunday was Charles Kelly's birthday, and she posted, happy birthday to my guy who has worked so hard to show up for himself and me and Ward. I love you so much. 
And this birthday sure does look good on you. Well, I mean, I don't think the Harry Styles people are just like throwing down for Harry Styles. I mean, well, does it doesn't matter whose concert it is. If, if, can if, we just if, talk about some of Harry's outfits? I will be sure. giving you guys an update because I am going to. Oh my God, you're going to Dallas, Texas. I'm going to Austin. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going to Dallas, Texas, and then right. Austin and Austin via Dallas. Austin, yeah, Austin via Dallas and seeing Harry Styles. Hopefully, weekend after next. Those tickets are are pending, but um, what does that, what does that mean? Well, I mean, yeah. Anyway, but what is it? Pending. Well, does somebody have a credit card and they're not giving the tickets? No, it's not that, okay. but it's just, um, but I mean, these outfits he's wearing and the things that just the, the craziness that's going on on this tour. I just, I'll, I'll get back with you guys on that. I will have a full report. Coming up soon. Austin, that'd be a great place. To see. I've never been to Austin. Music city. Okay. I've never been to Dallas, right. Texas. I'm trying to hook a up time. a coffee with Victor Sansone, our old boss. So Vic, I said hi. He lives in Dallas. Whose nephew is also touring colleges. I mean, nephew, grandson. I can't keep things straight. What's today. his name? Vito. Gosh, yes. We are classified by Apple Podcasts as a music podcast. And each week, thanks to your loyalty, we, we hit in the top 100, real estate in the top 100 of uh, about 40,000 podcasts in America that are classified as music as well. Quick Alan Jackson story with the music theme and music classification. Alan was telling a story recently about late in Merle Haggard's career. Merle actually did it open for Alan for a string of shows. And Alan talked about how awkward that was to have this legend, Merle Haggard, open up for him on stage. One night, they're backstage and catering. And Alan would often have, you know, cater or do fried chicken. And they have like a, it'd be like a meet and three backstage for supper every night. But there's one thing that the caterer never brought. And that's dessert. Because Alan would have my Ruth back in Noonan make her world famous homemade lemon pies, like an icebox pie, Donna. Okay. Mm, that sounds good. And then I guess she would FedEx them all around America. I don't know how that worked. But one night, Merle doesn't know, number one, that Alan Jackson's an earshot. And Merle doesn't know that Ma Ruth made the lemon ice fox pie for dessert. Somebody in the band comes in and says, how's dinner? What's for supper? Merle said, don't eat that yellow pie. You'll f and die. Is that not crazy? What? I mean, I'm telling the truth. I'm like, I thought it was a crazy story. I thought it was a crazy story. I, I mean, why, but I mean, like, he can't have the pie. Merle couldn't have some pie. Merle, hate, I guess he hated the pie. It sucked, according to Merle. Okay, who says that about Ruth's pie? But he didn't know it was Ma Ruth's pie. Oh. He didn't know. He thought that the caterer had done it. Oh, boy. The question was just, how's supper tonight? Everything's great, but don't eat that GD yellow pie. Mm. He didn't even call it a lemon pie. called it a yellow pie. You are the number six ranked team in the country. You're entered as a double-digit favorite. For your Saturday game, you've paid one and a half million dollars to have your opponent fly in to play your team, and they beat you. Number six ranked team in the country, double digit favorite. You've paid a hundred uh, million and a half dollars to have uh, for Texas A and M. It was uh, Appalachian State from Boone, and they 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 they, they, they don't necessarily kick your ass, but but they beat you. That's all that matters. Same thing, similar situation in Notre Dame. They cut a check for, I think, a million and a quarter for the Thundering Turds for Marshall to come in. Is that the name of the team? Thundering Herd. And oh. and, and the Winnells were always, they were from that area, Sue and Steve. So growing up, we always called them the Thundering Turds. Anyway, um, same thing happened there. Notre Dame lost. Texas A&M is now 0-2 for the season. They're, they, they, they're, they're not, they're not going to make it into the, the college football playoffs. What a mess. Two games into the season. 
What a mess. You know, every time, I will say, like, even when um, when the Georgia game was coming on, you, you do feel a little bit of nervousness because whoever you always played on um, homecoming, it was usually, right. you know, or, one of the, or like an the easy or, opponent. Right, or the first or second game of the season because well, but, you want to pad your season a little bit. You want to start with a win. But see, they didn't used to do this. This is a new thing in college football. I mean, there was always the one easy team for homecoming. But because this, the alumni are coming in. And you want yeah, to, and you want it to be kind of a slam win. dunk. But this thing that's going on now that's driving me crazy where the first two weeks are basically a ramp up yep. to the season is ridiculous. Georgia doesn't uh, play conference until this Saturday when they travel to Columbia to play the Gamecocks. Right. After Enough Sanford. already. You know, Tech played uh, Western Carolina. My, my, yeah, my, let's go, get this. Go Western, go Catamounts. Let's get this going. These smaller schools, though, that cash the checks are able to gain recognition, receive some much needed funding. So it's worthwhile, uh, a worthwhile expense for a school like Texas AM or Notre Dame. A million and a half dollars, they're not going to miss that. But you do expect to get a W in that season opening game. Uh, if you ever cut a check for a game, uh, the textbook example would be what happened in Athens over the weekend, which is 33 nothing Bulldogs over Samford. Uh, it's another huge music event. Brew Moon Fest. Is, it's been a year. It returns. Great beer, dancing in the streets, food, friends, fellowship, neighbors. Just another great event that awesome Alpharetta host. It feels like we have, you know, a big event all the time. But the great thing about our big events is they're easy for you to get around to. Um, big events do not mean that, you know, sometimes like when a big event comes to your city, the people who live in the city stay home because they're like, oh my God, the parking's going to be terrible. There's nowhere to park. We don't have to worry about that in our beautiful city because we have plenty of free parking. It's super easy to walk around. You park your car one time and you can go and you can have a cup of coffee. You can start there. Then you can have an appetizer one place. Then you could do it like a progressive thing. Then go have a dinner, have a couple of drinks, you know, out on the big green and then have dessert somewhere too. So, I mean, we have everything covered here. You, you, you don't have to drive from place to place. Just park your car one time and then you're good to go. We are a safe city. You're going to see a great police presence. Um, you feel safe when you're out walking around. So if you come with, you know, a group of girls, you're going to feel safe. If you're with your family, you're going to feel safe and you're going to have an amazing time. Two city-owned parking garages that are absolutely free. Smack downtown Alpharetta. Food tents, local eateries represented, and B.J. Wilbanks. That 70s show, Donna, with music during the Brew Moon Fest. Local breweries from Jekyll Brewing. Tickets and information, awesomealpharetta.com. You'll see Brew Moon Fest right there, awesomealpharetta.com. The date, September 24th. Bring your own chairs or tables. Uh, they're available for purchase as well. Awesomealpharetta.com. Come play a while, stay a while. And Awesome Alpharetta. Find your awesome right here in Awesome Alpharetta. Each of them located close to shopping and dancing and live music and restaurants and retail, things like that. More information at awesomealpharetta.com. A big thanks to Brightmore Healthcare for their partnership, Fayetteville Ford. Free yourself from internet BS. Reliable internet, 50 bucks a month. Guests of the Cadillac Jack My Second Act podcast. State properties owned and managed by Paramount Hospitality Management, the brand you know depend on and trust like Marriott, Hilton, and Weston. The Paramount pledge to you cleanliness, a friendly staff, comfortable bed, great location, and a great value. Um, Paramount was the empowerment sponsor for the No One Walks Alone uh, event that I was hosting in Noonan this past weekend. Um, Saturday was World Suicide Prevention Day. The entire month of September is, is, is World Suicide Awareness Month. Um, and in Paramount, 
stepped in and and was the the empowerment sponsor, the, the main sponsor of this event because they knew I was involved. And that, that's always a great feeling when the people that you partner with, the companies that you partner with, also partner with your nonprofits that you work with and your you know those those causes that you you hold very near and dear to your heart. So, so tell us about the walk. How did Thank it you go? Too. Uh, you know, it was great because it wasn't just a walk. It, it, for every, about every it was a mile, uh, but around every corner they had different ways. We talked about this, but different ways to cope with stress and anxiety, whether it was pet therapy, music therapy, um, uh, pet music, uh, massage, yoga, um, huge crowd, beautiful day. It, it poured rain Friday night down in Noonan. Um, we thought it was going to be, or I thought it was going to be a washout, but it, it, listen, it did turn out to be an okay day and had a huge turnout, great event and raised a lot of awareness. And that's what it's all about. It was free. You know, a lot of walks and things similar to this, you, you pay an entry fee to get in or you ask to, to raise X amount of dollars. That was not the case at all. This is free for everybody to come out and enjoy just to raise awareness. Any money that they raised that day in donations was cherry, you know, what is it? Icing on the cake, we'll call yeah. it. The money stays in the Southside community for people that cannot afford therapy sessions to, to, to check their mental wellness, their mental well-being. Audio for this episode of Cadillac Jack, My Second Act from Red Rider. In RCA Records, British Airways, the UK Minister of Information, ITV News, Rascal Flats and Lyric Street Records, Tom Cochran and Universal Music Group, Russell Dickerson, Triple Tigers Records, Conan O'Brien and Conoco Productions. Subscribe to The Letter. It's our weekly e-newsletter component to both the podcast and the radio show. On Atlanta's The Bear 92.5, weekday afternoons 3 to 7, the afternoon ride with Cadillac Jack. To subscribe to The Letter, delivered to your inbox every Saturday morning at 910 by Gallery Furniture, 1600 Browns Pedro Gainesville. Text left on red. Red is the color. R-E-D to the number 22828. Left on red, no spaces. Red is the color to the number 22828. Our thanks to executive producers Hans Appen and Carl Appen. Production assistance from Steve Mitchell at Ingo Studios in Atlanta. I-N-G-O. Ingo Studios. New episodes on Tuesday and Thursday. Wherever you get your podcasts, Saturday, the Cadillac Jack YouTube channel has a third new episode that drops 6 p.m. Eastern. Cadillac Jack, my second act, part of the Appen Podcast Network.